Welcome, everyone, to the Sickos Committee podcast. This is our recap of Army-Navy week slash semifinal slash quarterfinal week. I think I called the last podcast Interregnum week, which was which was a choice. I had to look that up. I was like, the, I didn't know what Interregnum meant. The king the is dead. My head. Long live so. the king. Long live the king. The other one that I thought of doing it was calling it uh, Sede Vacante week. Which is the time in between popes where there's a vacant seat. That that would have been my other choice there. I get too cute on this shit when I'm like trying to name it on the fly. So wait, does that mean we habemus a popem? Yes, habemus popem. We just we need Dude, to... can we can we put like smoke in the podcast? <laughs> That's what I was trying to think of. Like, just, like how fuck. do we put? Is it white smoke? Or, I mean, have we named yes, one? It's... Or is it black smoke? We uh, have it's not white named smoke. It. White, it's smoke white smoke when it's named. I know, yeah. but I mean, in this podcast, has well, I mean, they named the Heisman so. I would say white that smoke. is. Oh, we should have. Okay. They should have done that with the Heisman vote. With the Heisman vote, yeah. yes. We burn the special we, we, couch. It's white. Because when they do, <laughs> yeah, when they hire a new, when they hire a new West Virginia coach, the white smoke comes from the couch. They add a special chemical to make it burn white. Right. Have you ever actually burned a couch? Yes. <laughs> Kamish? Me? No. Yeah. I have not. No, I have not. Like really gone into the crazy. No, I, I haven't really burned anything unique. I guess it, it was too wet in New Orleans. What what is damp may never dry. That's you know, true. It's, <laughs> yeah, that's what it is in the world. In <laughs> Monroe's about the same. So yeah, it's not so much the burning of a piece of furniture; it's the rolling of said flaming furniture down Sunnyside Hill. That's really yeah. That's the fun part. Yeah, it's when things that are on fire and that are moving. The reason that I remember, like that, I have I have, I've burned a couch before. One that was not supposed to be flammable because in my fraternity house they made us buy things that were in. In, inflammable inflammable what's the not flammable asbestos yeah but surprisingly if you pour enough alcohol and things soak into couches they become flammable we definitely burned some couches in our backyard in a fire pit that was not built to code i know at least for a while i'm not sure if it still is but uh outdoor furniture like couches was illegal in morgantown for quite some time in huh as they attempted to make it harder to do this. I've also heard apocryphally that if you happen to have a student ID, it is difficult to buy furniture in certain areas of Morgantown. I can imagine. But, yeah. The idea of opening up a furniture store in Morgantown that just exists to sell things to light on fire. Like like setting up, you know how you go outside, you know, a championship game and all of a sudden you walk outside and people are hawking like championship gear, like out of their, you know, their boxes. I want that, but I just want to show up outside games with like chairs and couches. You would be extremely popular. I think so. The cheapest particle board tables you can find. Yeah. Just sell them. Yeah. Maybe have an ad sponsored by like Wayfair or something like that. They could supply you with the, the cheapest crap they have. Right. And just sell it. Sell it for a slight markup. Someone, you assume someone outside of like Buffalo Stadium has to be selling tables to jump through. No one, everyone shows up with a table. Someone there has to be selling a table to jump through. So when you get there and you forget yours. Yeah, that's nice. I mean, you forget to bring your table. It, it's, it would be a great service. I don't, I don't know how much money you can make. But it, this feels like the idea of trying to do the Chick-fil-A on Sunday sandwich thing. But Kamish, tell me about your Christmas light experience. So, okay. Three years ago, I was trying to put up lights on like the gutters and my ladder gave way and I, I fell. Uh, it's only like a one-story house, so it wasn't like a big fall, but I, I hurt my back for a bit. That's enough of one, um, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's good. I was I was almost to the top of the ladder when it fell. I kind of caught myself, and I fell, 
and you know hurt the back this this neighbor lady passed by walking her dog seeing the string of lights hanging from the gutters the ladder the ladder (laughs) down and me on the ground just kept walking Uh, (laughs) like nothing like okay like seriously she looked at me i we did are you okay (laughs) nothing just kept walking so i texted my wife i was like i fell off the ladder I even took a, I was laying on the ground and I took a Snapchat of the actual fall in, in the, the string and everything like that. Nothing serious, nothing broken. It was just like, I, I bruised my back, which I was able to catch myself. So the wife was like, okay, if you do this again, don't get on the ladder. So I'm like, all right, I'm putting up some lights on the gutter again. Mm-hmm. So I get, get to this point where we have this Texas sage, which has just exploded on the side of our house. And I can't get the clips and like the little like pole that I'm using to put the clips onto the the gutter, it won't stay. I can't get this to yeah. stay, and it's frustrating me. And uh, I mean, I have my my kiddo right behind me. I'm like, okay, I, I'm gonna have to get on the ladder. Like, there's no choice to do this. So I get onto the ladder. I make it like the third step up. I'm like, okay, this is not sturdy. And then I, I get a step down. Basically, the hinge of the ladder like twists and like mm-hmm. falls down. And oh, I was able to like jump off and, and no injuries or anything like that. So I was just like, okay, I just broke my ladder. Now <laughs> I have to figure out how to, to put up the rest of these lights. So I used, I had like a smaller ladder, like a four foot ladder. This one was a six foot, which I used like a four foot and I just stuck it against the, the, the house, like flat yeah. and climbed that way. And I was able to reach up around. I was, I was tall enough to do that. So <laughs> I was like, okay, never doing this again. So I'm like, okay, we need a ladder at the house now. So I, I went ladder shopping and oh my God, ladders are so expensive, man. They are. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like we had this like six foot ladder for, I, I don't know. I, I feel like we had it when we bought it, when we got the house. So maybe about eight years old, we've had this mm-hmm. ladder and I, I think we didn't pay, but like 40 bucks. And then now I'm looking for like a replacement ladder and, and everything's like 80, 90 for the same size. And then there's like, if you want one that's even taller or does even more functions so you don't fall and almost kill yourself, it's like 150, like 130. I'm like, what is, if I wanted to get the ladder they used to cut down the nets for March Madness, it, it was like 150 bucks. The, oh, the like, Werner ladder, the official yes, uh, ladder the official, of the NCAA The official ladder of the NCAA tournament. Just there was really one, good job marketing, guys. They, they really, did. Really, I mean, really they're, they're so expensive. That's, I mean, that's how they, they get you. You know, you, you fall off ladders and you, you pay an arm and a leg so you don't break your arms and legs. Jim Beheim officially sweat next to this ladder one time. Exactly. Uh huh. So were these your A-frame ladders, or were these like the tilty ones against the house ladders? So it's just like a, a standard like A-frame ladder. It wasn't okay. anything like special. The only problem is like my yard is sloped. So uh, okay, the yard is sloped and like right up against the. There's like a small section of you could do it you know, normal spread out, but I was like, okay, whatever. I, I got a, I got a ladder. I used a gift card, whatever. I, I, I bought a new ladder. I just, nice. just, I mean, this one seems to have so many more functions that I could ever imagine in a ladder. Friends nice. for just pennies a day, you can help the commission not die by helping to join the, get the commission cherry picker fund. <laughs> yeah, you, I, Ooh, that's, Ooh, a cherry picker. I want to see little one with the controls at the bottom. Oh, okay. You. So you want my kiddo to drive the cherry yes, picker? That's what I, yeah, that's what I want to okay. see. Make sure you check for overhead power lines. <laughs> Not to make this like about like my college stories, but 
that my fraternity house was a in the front it's three stories in the back it's four because the backyard is lower and you have access to the basement in the back so to get anywhere on the front of that house you have to use a ladder but you have to use a lean ladder because there's just no there's no a-frame tall enough to get to the shutters on like the third floor because it has these like nice old wooden shutters hold up let's find a picture of the house okay it's in that discord oh wow so that's the house uh and there's that's a fraternity th- house yeah yeah that's my, that's my fraternity house Ooh, okay and so the, the third floor is actually you can't see it here because the third floor is in the roof area but it has windows to the back the back of the house actually is you can see four clear stories but friends friends jordan's fraternity house is the house from home alone it, it does yeah, it does have look that look. like that. Yeah, it does. It does. Rocking around. But you see those beautiful green shutters? Tree. Those green shutters are on every door. And as a pledge, my job was to paint those shutters. Get them off, paint them, and put them back up. Oh, my those goodness. Those shutters are also doubled in the back. Oh. So you can imagine eight of us. And let's be honest here. None of us were engineering majors. None of us were. It was like musicians and computer science and political science and Latin. So I got, there are I got, 34 shutters that I can okay. see in this in That's this what picture. I was like. I got 17 windows, 34 shutters in the front. Yeah, and there's more on the side and more on the back. Okay, uh. so there's, so if there's like a window, and then there's the third floor. So on the second, on the first floor, is it all the same? You could almost see straight through the house. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's, that's like, I'm going to say maybe approaching 60 shutters or above. It was a bad time, y'all. It was it a real bad time with me on that lean ladder. Because I swear to God, I thought I was going to die going up there and, you know, feel like I was going to tilt off to the side. And that ladder is bowing in the middle because it's one of those that extends up like twice and then it starts bowing in the middle. So, yeah, getting those things down. I fucking hate ladders. I've hated ladders ever since because of that. My favorite thing about this picture is the one window AC unit that is attempting to cool this entire place. That, the floor you're seeing there with the AC unit, that's, those are all individual rooms. So that's just someone's like tiny ass little room. The uh, apparently what the way it used to work was in this house, the first floor is this big open area, wooden area, wood, like our dance floor area. The second floor is very much individual rooms. Then the third floor is another big open social area. So apparently what used to happen back in the day was that the second floor was actually for people's offices. Okay. Everyone slept together in bunks on the third floor. <laughs> <laughs> so you had like 30 dudes sharing bunks on the third floor. Guys being dudes with bunk beds. Yeah. And so oh. that was weird times. That house has been up since like 1908. Like it's an old ass house. Oh, it yeah, has yeah. to have some smells in it. It God, I can't just, I, <laughs> I can't begin to describe the smell. Kamish, you had carolers at a Christmas party? So I went to one of my friend's house uh, Saturday night and we went to... We, we normally would do this before like the pandemic and everything, maybe like two weeks before Christmas, we would kind of have like a, a friend's Christmas thing. It was a fun thing to do. We, we, we go to this house in this, this neighborhood and a friend, you know, Wes and see uh, a couple of other friends and just have a good time. We played like some, you know, Christmas games and everything like that. So we brought it back this year and we went over to the house and we're having a good time, you know, just, just relaxing and we were waiting for some people to show up. So like there was like two people that were late, whatever, show up whenever you, you show up. So the, the doorbell rings and we open it up, figuring it's one of the two guests mm-hmm. that have not arrived yet. No, it was about 20 to 30, like maybe high school kids. 
saying that we're we're coming to Carol for you. Personally, this is my first ever experience, like having somebody come to my house or the, the house that I'm in. Isn't that Carol, awesome? It's Carol, awesome. Like, it was it was so it was great. I was like, okay, they're gonna start singing. This is great. Huh? Uh, then they started to ask for, "What do you want us to pray for you?" And I'm like, "Oh, this is a different type of carol." Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm like, "What do you want to? We we could pray. You want some prayers?" And I'm like, "And everybody in the house is really not necessarily like I, I'm just gonna yeah. say not not overtly like let's, we couldn't think of anything to to like say you, just health and happiness for the new year and the Christmas." Yeah, season. yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Let's go with the the generalized prayer. So the they, vibes prayer. The vibes <laughs> prayer. Yes. Good vibes for everybody prayer. And so they start singing. My kiddo's there and he's loving it. Uh, everybody's having a good time. And then they get to the second song and I'm wearing a Feliz Navidad shirt. And mm-hmm. so they start singing Feliz Navidad and then they throw me up front to the front door to watch all these carolers. So I got, I got thrust in the front to have them sing Feliz Navidad. Nice. <laughs> So I brought the kiddo with me, you know, I was like, Hey, you coming with me if I'm, I'm pushed up to the front. And mm-hmm. then we had the, like, after the second song, we we're like, okay, bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just the awkward door closing. Yeah. The first time I've ever had carolers, I've, I've done like Christmas singing for like, you know, you go to houses or not houses, but like, you know, senior centers or like assemblies or something. I, I've done that, but I, yeah. I've never had. Like somebody just show up to a house and, and start singing. And and it was on December 10th. So I feel like that's kind of early too. That is the one weird thing. Like that feels yeah. very early in terms of just chancing showing up and being like, hey, y'all in a Christmas spirit? Just have to like walk into a Christmas party. Before we get into things, I, w- I have a couple of com- uh, Christmas Carol hot takes. Okay. Slash let's pet go. peeves I want to get into here. Let's go. And, Perfect. And, well, first I want to see, Kamish, do you have any? What, what, what do you songs mean, like? that you, I'm gonna say songs that you love, songs that you hate, songs that just you gotta have, songs that you think are just not. I'm gonna do a typical New Orleans and Louisiana thing. Mm-hmm. There is an album that my sister and I always play for Christmas. It is called an Aaron Neville Soulful Christmas, and okay. that is the album that we annoy the ever living crap out of my mom with. Uh, it's one of our favorites. <laughs> He has, he has a couple of like original songs and then he, he does like the classic, like the Oh Holy Night, the Christmas song, you know, White Christmas. And then the Aaron yeah. Neville voice of the White Christmas. It, it is just, I don't know. It's great for okay. you know, growing up in Louisiana. It's great. And then he has like the, he has like a banger on there. It's called Louisiana Christmas Day. It's fantastic. As for songs like I don't like, um, I really, there's a few that I, I will skip, but it's not like I hate them. Like if they come up on the playlist, I I will just be like I can't deal with that. Gotcha. Um, yeah, you go back to retail, and I was like, just get this off. Like if it's a really bad like cover of the original, like yeah, I get gotcha. that out of here. Like just go with the original, please. There's always a version like you have in your head that is the version. There is a version of White Christmas in my head. If I don't get that version, I'm always a little suspect. Uh, Beth, do you have any hot uh, Christmas music hot takes? Holiday music hot takes. You know how dangerous this question is. And you I, that was, I, I, assumed, I assumed if I popped this open that I was going to get some. I am infamous for yelling about the nine lessons in carols. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hot take one from me. Okay. There are Advent carols and there are Christmas carols. This is, this is, this not, is the one. They are not the goddamn same thing. Like if, if we're like, we're going to go Christmas caroling and you're pulling out O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, you have missed it. The reason actually I thought about this was because 
I sent Beth a question earlier this week about a song called Gaudete. And I asked, is it Christmas or Advent? Because those are two very different things. I think I responded almost embarrassingly fast. <laughs> it was great. I loved it. It, hel- it was actually super helpful. Thank you. So like that's hot take number one. Hot take number two. Joy to the world is not a Christmas song. No. Period. End of sentence. It is not. That is an ordinary time hymn. Mm-hmm. You can sing that whenever you want. It does not matter. It is not tied to the Christmas season. When I still had my church gig, uh, my best friend and I loved slipping in joy to the world all over the place. Yeah. Because we could, because we were allowed to. People would be like, what's going on? Is it Christmas? We're like, no, you're a narrow-minded and like non-hymnodist. Yep. <laughs> that is hot take number two. Hot take number three is that we need to bring back all of the old English uh, carols that have no basis in theology whatsoever. Jesus Christ, the cherry tree, I'm coming for you. Adam lay e bounden. Let's do this thing. Like, mm-hmm. the, yeah, absolutely. Jesus Christ, the apple tree, the cherry tree carol, like all of these. Uh-huh. My biggest ones, Beth got my first one, which was Christmas and Advent are two different things. And it's funny because I am, I am non-religious, but I am the most orthodox person you've ever met in terms of liturgical music. The other, the other hot Christmas carol takes I have are that I think that we need to be more open about new standards. I think we need to like bring in more like stuff, even if it's not like a material newer music needs to be brought in because we get stuck on this old fifties boomer stuff. And the third one is that one of my favorite songs that they don't play a ton is a song called need a little Christmas. It's from a musical that I can't remember the name of and that no one does anymore because it's, it, right like i don't fucking know it's, it, was a, it was a broadway song but the song itself is so good i love it and then my other big take is that we need to go back to do like, doing that's, like it's it's from mame oh that's what it's from okay it's from yeah. mame yeah it's jerry herman and then the last one is that we need to go back and do all these like baroque old school 16th 15th century like that's what i want i'm outnumbered here music wise like you two are like and i'm i'm i'm, I'm struggling here man y'all y'all got me you're talking about stuff and i'm like what's going on Kamish, i'm just so excited <laughs> once we get to eurovision season this year mm. we're gonna like it's because those, those are three minute bangers you're gonna love it okay oh excited uh right. beth so Kamish, Kamish, in the name of in the name of trying to bring you along with okay. old carols um, I want to give you some of the words of the cherry tree carol. When Joseph was an old man, an old man was he, he married, ver- he married Virgin Mary, the queen of Galilee. Joseph and Mary walked through an orchard good. There were cherries, there were berries as red as any blood. So Mary spoke to Joseph, so meek and so mild. Joseph, gather me some cherries for I am with child. Yeah, I, uh-huh. you, you just unlocked something in the deep recesses of my Catholic mind that I've probably blocked. Uh, yeah, I've heard that before. <laughs> you have? Yes. Because, seriously. because this is the part like where it, this hymn takes, like, this song takes a turn. Now. Oh, it does. Oh, it does. Keep going. <laughs> then Joseph grew in anger. In anger grew he. Let the father of thy baby gather cherries for thee. That's right. Joseph is calling God out in this in this carol. What was this? This was this was some sort of I can't remember exactly what it was, but I mean, I went to a all boys Catholic school, so it, it feels like a okay. fifth or sixth grade memory to me. Oh, uh, I mean, so it, this kind of unlocking here. <laughs> yeah, like the, the this carol is is one of my favorites just because it, it just goes bonkers because then Jesus, who keep in mind, Mary is pregnant right now. So now yes. Jesus is talking. 
That's right. loud enough for the author of this carol to hear. Uh-huh. Then Jesus spoke a few words. A few words spoke he. Let my mother have some cherries. Bow low down, cherry tree. Jesus, who is his own father, because tr- the Trinity is really important and we're not Arians in this particular yes, right. carol. Right. The cherry tree bowed low down, bowed low down to the ground, and Mary gathered cherries while Joseph stood around. <laughs> then Joseph took Mary all on his right knee. My Lord, what have I done? Have mercy on me. Then Joseph took Mary on his left knee. So he's just bouncing her, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Pray tell me, little baby, when thy birthday will be. (laughs) On the sixth day of January, my birthday will be. So everyone, you're celebrating Christmas wrong. Yeah, no, that's the start 12 days of Christmas issue, yeah. Yep. And the stars and their elements will tremble with glee. And then it, it just keeps going, but yes. The old Christmas carols are amazing. Uh, Beth, what are your synchronized lights about? I know that people having synchronized lights to music or whatever is not all that surprising. This evening I was driving through um, a particularly interesting little swath of rural West Central Pennsylvania. I was down in Everett, which for those people who have been to the great traffic light in Breezewood, it's like 10 miles from there, tops. Everett is, uh, there's about 1,700 people that live in Everett has a little tiny main street and I'm driving down main street. And what I found were like six houses, three on one side, three on the other that had synced their lights with each other. What? Yeah. Like I round the street, I'm driving through the smallest of small towns. And all of a sudden it's like, I'm on Fremont street. It was nuts. That's amazing. We have a neighborhood here in San Antonio. I think it's some called Wincrest. Like the, it's just like a small, like municipality. And it's ridiculous. Like it, it seems a hundred houses and they just go all out. Like it's like, the traffic just to get into the neighborhood to see the lights is insane. Yeah. So it's something, it's something that that's what that reminds me of. But I mean, yours is okay. in the middle of nowhere. Yes. <laughs> that yeah. definitely freaked, <laughs> freaked me out too. Like what, what, wait, did I enter in a parallel universe here? Yeah. What's going on? Let's do a little brief thing about the world cup. We had our, quarterfinal round i guess you would call that yes the quarterfinals quarterfinals uh morocco continues their absolute tear through the iberian peninsula they have stopped at the pyrenees but they are ready to move north (laughs) they play france next which ought to be an absolute banger and then we had argentina winning going on to play against croatia your heisman curse was so bad kamesh (laughs) Like, this so, is worse than me trying to bet on Georgia Tech this year. Like, I didn't even know, like, it had this power. I will just say this, the, the sweet. I'm, I'm watching the Croatia-Brazil game, and it, it's nil-nil, right, after full time, and then they yeah. go to extra time. And then I see Neymar score a goal. I'm like, all right. And so I just jokingly put, you know, Neymar has just had his Heisman moment because, I mean, the Heisman was the next day on, on Saturday. So I, I, I tweet that, and then in the second half of extra time, Croatia ties it, and then Brazil winds up losing. Yes, they did. Uh, they wind up losing to Croatia. So I'm like, okay. Next game, it's Argentina and, you know, the Netherlands, which first goal, like, I don't say anything. Argentina goes up one nothing. Beautiful pass by Messi. I, I could have tweeted it then because, I mean, it's a pass. and Heisman moment. Sure. Yeah, of course. Uh, then, you know, because I was a little sheepish, what happened? I'm like, whatever. Then Argentina gets a, a very soft penalty. I'll say soft. 
very soft penalty. It, right on the edge of the box. It seemed very close to being a free kick, but they gave a penalty. Messi steps up for the penalty, and he buries it. So I'm like, Argentina's up, 2 nothing. There's like 15 minutes left, pro- probably like 30 minutes of added time, too. I tweet, Messi has just had his Heisman moment. Then the Dutch sub on somebody called Wout Weghorst, which he immediately comes on, and within like a minute or two, he scores a headed goal. It's 2-1. So mm-hmm. I'm like, uh-oh, okay, this – Am I like cursing these outcomes here? And so I try to like hedge my bets here, and I was like, Wout Weghorst has just had his Heisman moment, mm. and then, then Weghorst again at like the last second of extra time on the cheekiest free kick like pass ever. Oh yeah, it was just ties the game in like the last second of the tenth minute, the the latest World Cup goal in regular time ever, in like just normal time ever to tie the game. And so I quote tweet again. I'm like. Vout Weghorst again, and I'm like, okay, I don't know. I have this power. I don't. I don't <laughs> like what it, what's going on. You know, I am the sickos commissioner. I don't know if just our tweets coming from the account are they automatically. It's almost like the Buffalo Wild Wings overtime switch. Yep. I guess I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So you didn't ask for this power. I didn't ask for are. it, and I didn't think it was going to happen. I'm like, I got to be careful with this. In the future, Argentina was able to win on penalties. They were able to go through. So I'm like, I guess maybe doing both sides kind of did that. Or I don't I don't know. But I was like, I'm trying not to show any favoritism uh, whatsoever. And then the next game, the next game opportunity essentially was it was the Morocco and Portugal game. I didn't yeah. say anything. You, I, you I were just, so quiet. I said, and I'm like, I don't I can't tweet about the game. Nope. It's gonna affect the outcome. I, I saw the Morocco goal, and I was like, "I am not saying anything. I am not tweeting anything. I'm not gonna do anything. I didn't want to say anything." And then once the game is over, I'm I'm free to tweet. I'm like, "Okay, let's go." I don't I don't need to say anybody had a mm-hmm. Heisman moment. Once the game was over, I said somebody had a Heisman moment. I think after the England and, and France game, mm-hmm. and they were just like, "Just stop!" And then everybody below him was like, "Please stop!" Like somebody said, please stop. And everybody below him just like, you know, ratioed him and said, no, don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. <laughs> so I didn't mean to cause this. I didn't mean to cause it. Did I make the World Cup sicko? Is the commissioner have that type of power? Maybe. Maybe. But maybe. I don't know. <laughs> we'll do some quick recaps of some FCS games before we get into our bowl previews. The first was, so Friday night was a lot of fun for a lot of reasons. The first, the early game was the Sanford North Dakota State game. The only real interesting thing here was that Sanford was sluggish in the first half, but so was North Dakota State. Like, they just couldn't get anything going. But then eventually, North Dakota State woke up after half and just decided to be North Dakota State. Yeah, that was that was one where you just feel like Sanford couldn't get anything going, but they were hanging in defensively. Yeah. But then they just broke in the second half. Like, they just didn't have enough to hang with North Dakota State. North Dakota State got behind in their tempo. They have a specific tempo they like to play in terms of getting these like three, like run, 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 and then run for that fourth and inches that they have to. It's almost like service academy football, but they got behind on it. They were losing, they were losing yards and drives. It was kind of weird, but then it woke up. Going over to Bozeman, this is our 915 kick, I think, or nine o'clock kick. It was one of the late ones. Yeah, William was, and Mary. It, no, it was a 915 one. Yeah. William and Mary went to Montana State and had a very bad night. It was... William and Mary just Montana State's real good, y'all. If you haven't seen them play, they're a lot of fun. 
I think and my favorite did, tweet from that one was that William and Mary had 66 yards and Montana State had 55 points. It didn't help that the sides of the stadium were still frozen. So you had these beautiful plays where whenever someone would get through the end zone, they end up doing like a whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> like fall forward. There were a couple of times when well, you saw William and Mary like defenders slam into each other because they couldn't stop on the sidelines. No, it was, it was great. They just had a really bad time. I, I feel like if William and Mary was playing somewhere else, maybe they would have played a little bit better. It was cold. It, it was it was below freezing. The field, like the first kick that William and Mary got, he went to return it and his foot slipped. And I'm like, uh-oh, the Bozeman turf, <laughs> the turf monster's coming to get William and Mary. Because seriously, Bozeman, it appears to be haunted for any visiting teams. I don't know if they have under turf heating there. I can't tell, but it looks just like they were slamming into concrete every time. It looked painful. We got to see Cam Newton there supporting his his brother who played for yes. William and Mary. Cam Newton had on the like the orange face mask, ski mask type thing mm-hmm. with his, his he, he had room for his glasses. And I think he had on a, a an interesting hat. But that was weird to see Cam Newton in Bozeman, Montana. But that was that was fun. The sideline reporter, Lauren Sizzler, she was it was like 55 nothing, and she just started dancing on the sidelines. So just to like, I don't know, to keep herself warm, or I don't, I don't know if the students in Bozeman were giving her some things to uh, liven her up. And, I hope I mean, she so. Was, she, she was dancing with the, the Bobcat. It was a, a good time. She, I don't know, she called something what she was doing, the sideline shimmy. This was on ESPN2, and they dumped another game on at the same time on ESPN+, Plus, where only... Like 10 people could watch it. And guys, this might have been one of the best games of the year. And unfortunately, several of us fell asleep early (laughs) before we got to the fourth quarter. This was Incarnate Word at Sacramento State. Incarnate Word is still under the coaching of their current coach, who's going to be going to Texas State. Sacramento State was still under their current coach, who we now found out is going to Stanford. And... This game ended up 66-63. It was an absolute bonkers game. It didn't end up raining, which was the key. Yeah. We thought it was going to rain. It didn't. So both teams could just do their usual thing. Sacramento State had over 700 yards and lost this game. This this game was just absolutely insane. I, I made it to like the fourth quarter. And I made it to, man, I'm trying to figure out exactly when. I, I remember the 64-yard touchdown to kick off the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, and then from there, I, I had the I had it on in, in my phone again, which, you know, again, I had the phone and I'm, I'm trying to tweet and follow along with it, which is, is, is a mistake because I, I know I'm going to fall asleep uh, eventually. But I, I, couldn't, I couldn't stay up much longer. But I, I got through that one. The fourth quarter was just absolutely insane. The ugh, I cannot believe like this happened. So basically, this there were no punts. Were there any punts in the game? Okay, Incarnate Word had yeah. three punts. Yeah, yeah, three punts. All right, that's it. Sacramento State didn't have any, and they still lost, which is another weird stat. I did the thread in the morning of all the bonker stuff. Yeah. That, that happened just to because I I like. I fell asleep and then I woke up and I think it was like 3 a.m. Central and I looked at the score and I thought my eyes were deceiving me. I thought I the ZZ Quill or whatever I've taken knocked me out, caused mm-hmm. caused something that happened. I have no idea. Whatever. 
but I I saw this and I was like, I blinked and I, I kept blinking. I'm like, I can't believe this is real. So I, I rolled over, went back to bed. I woke up in the morning. Oh my God, this, this really did happen. Absolutely amazing game. Sacramento State recovered two onside kicks in the fourth quarter. That's the other thing. They they recovered two onside kicks in the fourth and lost this game. They like they yes. oh my god. I just can't and then apparently there was some sort of potential clock commandering by the now Stanford coach. I have to look back at it a little bit there mm-hmm. um, to figure out what happened because apparently he could have maybe made it to a field goal. Just imagine an overtime game going 66-66. Jesus. Uh, it could have happened. But that this game was absolutely insane. If you have ESPN Plus or if it pops up on like ESPN, watch just watch the fourth quarter and enjoy it. It, it was is absolutely amazing. I'm gonna read the drive chart real fast, the combined drive chart for the first the fourth quarter of this game. Okay. Touchdown, 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 fumble, touchdown, 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 end of game. So you know that fumble was actually a touchdown for the other team. It, it was so crazy because I saw the play to put Incarnate Word up eleven. It was forty-five thirty-four. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's no way Sacramento State stopping them tonight. I, I don't think they can do anything. Little did I know that Sacramento State would go right back down. Seven plays later, score a touchdown. Kick an onside kick and get it. Get another touchdown. It was so, oh my God. Then they kick it back to Incarnate Word. Then Incarnate Word gets a touchdown. Then they get the scoop and score. <laughs> then Sacramento State gets a touchdown. They get another onside kick. And they're leading with like four minutes left. <laughs> then Incarnate Word scores. With, I mean, it's just... <laughs> They scored a combined 57 points in the fourth quarter. What a game. So then, then the next day happened. Yes. <laughs> we had an early game, Holy Cross, South Dakota State. South Dakota State won. Holy Cross looked really good. Like they they held up their end. They pushed South Dakota State to to the max, basically. I feel like there's a one missed field goal that Holy Cross had, and it was the beginning of the fourth quarter, the first play of the fourth quarter. Holy Cross, it was 21-21. They had a 39-yard field goal, then they missed it. Yeah. So from that point, I feel like that activated South Dakota State to just like basically we're not fucking around anymore. Holy Cross didn't score anymore, and the last three drives for South Dakota State was touchdown, 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 and then wind up doubling them up 42-21. They make that field goal. I'm not saying this whatever's going to happen is going to happen. But you got to feel pretty good. You got to lead in the fourth quarter. But missing that one, 39 yarder, it's not necessarily FCS level. That's not automatic. No. By no, any means. Not, not at all. So, but I mean, I mean, Holy Cross, I mean, they, they fought really hard. They, they were in it for a long time. So that means that going forward, we have South Dakota State is trapped. No. No. Make sure I get this right. There you go. No. Montana, Montana State. Is, Montana State is going to South Dakota State. This is a revenge match from last year's semifinals mm-hmm. where South Dakota State went to Bozeman yes. and got their teeth kicked in. So this mm-hmm. is going to be gross. And then right. Incarnate Word is going to the Fargo Dome for all the money. I mean, a San Antonio team going to North Dakota, that that's a lot of fun there. I'm glad it's not outdoors because I don't know how the San Antonio team would do outdoors. Would not be, I'm glad it's in the dome. Oh, oh God, I want to do outdoors. If it was like, if, if incarnate word had to go to like Bozeman, I don't know how well they would be doing. I feel bad because incarnate word upset Sacramento state. That was Sacramento state's first loss of the year. I, yeah. I wish that they would get the home game, but right. you know, the, the, you know, whoever's the higher seed gets the, the, the home field advantage. And then we had Army Navy. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yes, we did. Y'all, this thing. 
this thing. It started out so, so rough. We're sitting there. We're going. Army's got like 10 yards of offense through the first half almost. Mm-hmm. Navy has managed one field goal. And then with one minute left in the second quarter, Army's, Army blocks a punt, scoop score, runs in. Army's up seven to three at the half with basically no offense. When I say no, I mean like fewer than 100 yards, probably fewer than 50 yards at that point. It was bonkers. The best part was watching the live over under crater on this game. It started at 33 and a half at the end of the week. Maybe at the time of game time, it was 32 on the over under. And of course, like I said last week, always take the under on this game. 16 years in a row, baby. But I also said that if you took the under and it didn't meet, then you would see something special. And boy, did we see something special. The over-under got as low as 16 and a half during the game. The live under over-under. It was ridiculous. It's 16 and a half right before that army blocked punt. Yeah. They've ruined it. Yeah. How so dare watching, you? It, watching it dive live was beautiful Uh, this game was almost unwatchably wonderful for the vast majority of it Uh, just this really like you want to talk about a tradition like no other this was absolutely it it just looked like a whole bunch of people just yelling at each other for three quarters they had to be so nice about it too because all the Mm -hmm. all the commentators were oh it's the tradition and the wonder and and all here's (laughs) here's here's the shot from from our troops overseas. And here's a shot from people on the space station watching this. And here's a shot, whatever they were trying to like, they had to build all this stuff up because man, nothing else until the first complete pass happened. (laughs) That was it. That was late in the, that was mid mid fourth quarter. Navy completes a pass. No, no, I think that was army, right? It was an army. I forget who the first pass. Well, army, Army deployed a little bit of the all pass interference offense for a little bit there. They did. They were just that's like, how they that's how they drove to get the game tying field goal. Like they just kept throwing it up, hoping for pass interference. It it, it didn't work on one drive. The next drive, like, let's do it again, <laughs> and it works, and it gets them in the field goal range. And that's how they were able to tie the game at ten. It went. Was like, ten, it was ten ten going into the uh, OT. Going into OT. Yeah. And that's when everyone who had the 32 over under started getting a little twitchy because they were like, uh oh, this is a- hadn't planned for this. It was the first overtime game in the history of Navy Army. There actually haven't even been that many ties in this series. Like, yeah. even back when ties were a thing, there hadn't been that many ties. No. And so, end up in overtime, Army, first play from scrimmage, 25 yard run, longest run of the day, <laughs> Navy. First, first, first play from scrimmage, twenty-five yard pass. Couldn't believe it. <laughs> now we're in double OT, and that's the over. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, everyone's ripping up their betting slips like it's the, the fucking track, screaming at it. And oh then, and then Navy fucks up, and they fumble. What kind of angle was on that pylon cam? That was like Zapruder film level. It was, it was, it was the worst angle. pylon cam ever. It was, like, it was so like cool. someone's fucking uh, uh, fucking Logitech webcam from 
2008. Only six insane. frames a second. Yeah, I'm going to say the- he was down, but we couldn't tell. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we it was like, tell. this was the pinhole camera that I made in intro to photography. Like, it was <laughs> horrifically bad. If you told me that they were showing this to us by flipbook, I would have told you I believed you. <laughs> what was that, CBS? Come on, this is Army Navy. Get the good pylon cam the 4K. out. 4K. You can't get Listen, the 4K no. pylon cam out? Come on. You, you the- show the pylon cam for SEC games, CBS. Army, Navy, you, you cheap out on the pylon cam? Come on. <laughs> it's about the tradition. The tradition of chiseling this frame by frame <laughs> onto stone tablets. It's like watching an animated GIF from like back in the day when every fifth frame is missing or something. Like, yeah. It's, it's just, just jumping around. We constructed our pylon cam out of old strike photos from World War II. <laughs> and then, of course, Army hits the field goal in second OT. To win the game twenty to seventeen. This game was just such such a mess. I've I've mm-hmm. never seen a run game like everyone's run game just get stopped so dead in their tracks. I don't know how many three and outs there were. I'm gonna do, do a quick look to see if I can figure that out. So God. many. I mean, Navy's only score was on like one burst run. That was it. There was no first down or anything like that. It was like one giant burst run, breaks free, touchdown, long run, touchdown, and then Army's touchdown. Again, block punt, like no sustained offensive drives. I was rooting for a bunch of OTs where they had to do two point conversion. Yeah, no, I wanted to see that. I wanted to see that. I wanted to see the Army Navy two point conversion off. So I was not rooting for it to end in double OT. I wanted to see the just two point conversion Army Navy on the two yard line just running. Trying to run those two yards to get the two point conversion. I wanted to see that. I I feel bad that you know the bad pixels of the pylon cam ruined that for us. Maybe next year. Maybe next Jordan, year. Jordan, I think I have I have eleven three and outs. That's why I counted two. Like eleven three and outs total. There was Ugh. there was graphics. I think there was a graphic. It was like at one point it was like 13, 13 punts in only twelve combined first downs or something. Something like that, yeah. God. It was so bad. And you go like, oh, there must have been a ton of turnovers. No, not no, really. No, no, no. 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 Nope. It was just. I mean, Navy, Navy should know better. You don't like this was World War One style trench warfare and boats have no place in that. Some quick D2 stuff. West, West Florida at Ferris State. Ferris State rolled 38-17 over the Argonauts. West Florida's coach is going to be going to Towson. I didn't know this. Just broke. So West Florida lost, and the Argonauts head coach is now going to down power FCS-wise of Towson. So Towson's a little bit outside of Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And so they used to be a, a really, really good FCS power, but they've mm-hmm. they've fallen on some hard times, and they fired their coach this year. So now the West Florida coach rolls on up to Towson. Then Shepard at Colorado School of Mines, Blaster, blasts the Rams, 44-13. One of the wildest fucking throws I saw this weekend, by the way, oh man, was the Colorado School of Mines QB getting absolutely. Like, I thought he was throwing it away, and then there's just some Mines receiver in the middle of nowhere, wide open. I don't know yeah. how he found him. No idea. I, I don't know how he didn't go down. And then after he did that, he's like flexing for the oh, cameras, yeah. and I'm like, oh, just totally flexing. They got to go all the way up to Fair State, so. No, they don't. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. No, they don't. They actually go no, they to don't. McKinney, right? McKinney, Texas. That's right. So I will be there in my blaster shirt next Saturday. Woo! 
Ooh, perfect. Oh, yeah. Live reporting. In D3 playoff news, Wartburg at Mount Union. Mount Union wins on some bullshit because they always win on some bullshit. And I fucked up the tweets because I was like, they've won. Oh, my God. And then someone was like, hey, fucko. <laughs> they haven't won yet. And I was like, okay, woo, sorry, just got excited. And then they won. I was like, never wrong. Never learn anything. Always tweet early. So. <laughs> it was like, I'm sorry, it's not a review. That's the rush. That's the that's you know again. You you want to you want to be the first person to break the tweet, and because that's what Sicko's committee is known for, breaking right. news. Yes, breaking, breaking news for D three playoff talk. <laughs> that's us. We got to be mean, the first. We have broken <laughs> the news, but I'm not. It doesn't mean that. <laughs> yeah. I, I think uh, we need to put something in our profile. Like tweets may not always be accurate and to, yeah. ex- to expect typos, but I think we're out of character. <laughs> Mary Harden Baylor at North Central. North Central avenged their loss in the D3 title game last year by absolutely beating the crap out of Mary Harden Baylor. So now Mount Union and North Central are going to the Stag Bowl, which this year is in mm-hmm. Annapolis, I believe. North Central, 49-14. Yeah, they just absolutely... My God. Um, it is in Annapolis. They're playing in Navy Stadium. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah, the crazy. Sta- the, the Stag Bowl moves around a lot more. Like, they play in all sorts of weird-ass places. Like, you look at the history of the game. They've been all over the place. We're going to start our bowl previews. And we're all fans of the Shutdown Fullcast here, so we didn't want to just do 40 for 40 again. It's hard for us to sit here and go, well, that's something we love. Because if you think about a lot of what we do on here, guys, it's a lot of that same kind of humor of let's find the weird stuff. You know, it's like me and finding all the brand guidelines of all the, you know, the logo stuff. Digging at people's websites and finding like weird ass don't you dare bevel that, Jordan. It said not to. I bevel that vaquero, man. They I bevel the fuck out of that vaquero. They do. So what we're going to do is we're going to play with this a little bit. This past week, I was playing with some AI generation stuff, and I started coming up with AI generated bowl games. I fed it a whole list of old bowl game names and some corporation names and some city names. And I said, hey, put that in your gumbo, stir it up and ladle out some new bowl game names for us. And so we found it, and a lot of our Sigos Committee members helped us come up with backstories for these bowls and locations and a whole thing. And so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the game a little bit, and then what we'll do is we'll decide, I'll randomly choose an alternate bowl game, and we'll decide whether those teams should take the alternate bowl game or keep the one they currently have. I think let's, you want to just work on them all together? We'll talk about the game a little bit. Then I'll yeah. do it. And then we can, as a group, decide whether we want the team to take the alternate bowl game or not. So starting on our first bowl day, Friday, December 16th, the Bahamas Bowl. UAB with not their new coach against Miami, Ohio, who won that beautiful game where they were like, okay, guys, winner of this game is going to Bahamas, which made for the best five and six versus oh, five and six Mac game I've ever seen in my life. Yep. That needs to happen do it so much more often every every year they need to do it somehow they need to rearrange the games and, and do that that was that was absolutely it's all on the line for the bahamas yeah, ball absolutely every year pick, do it again pick, somehow Matt. pick a random game in october and be like the winner of this game is <laughs> that going, would be really good like it would be so good that's it's so pro wrestling of just like showing up like hey i'm challenging you yeah absolutely the bahamas bowl of course has the luxury of being in the bahamas so it's going to be hard to top that, but let's yes. see what we get. 
I got my number wheel picker here. You're going to have to make a sound effect for this. Yeah, yeah apparently. I, I hear a sound effect on my side. See, can you do like the Wheel of Fortune thing? Oh, thump, like the, but the, but no, no, the, but oh. Or maybe the Price is White right wheel spin when they do Ooh, the spin. Yeah. Or the Wheel of Fortune when you're just spinning the wheel that way too. Like. So here's our alternate bowl for these teams. Number 19, the Visit Florida Great Lakes Bowl. <laughs> this takes place in Win- this place is in Windsor, Ontario, at the University of Windsor Stadium. Funnily enough, in our little message from the marketing firm that brought you the Bahamas Bowl, sponsored by a Chicago suburb, created in an effort to spread college football internationally while staying as close to the U.S. soil as humanly possible, this bowl promptly disappeared in the aftermath of the 2008 housing crash. But, but they are back. bringing it back. Are we going to send Miami, Ohio? <laughs> And UAV to Windsor, Ontario, or Nassau, Bahamas. Feels so mean to do that. <laughs> I can't. So I, I, I can't. I have to send them to the Bahamas, guys. I, I can't. To I can't. I can't. They, they've already yeah. been promised. I, I can't do that. I can't, I can't do, that. do that. I can't do uh, it. Listen, I, I, I could, to, I could no, send I UAV, but I, I can't do that to Miami of Ohio. They were so excited. I, I, I have. Yeah, I'm not that heartless. I, the well, idea of sending Trent Dilfer to Windsor, Ontario... Sounds great, but he's not coaching in this game for UAB. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does sound great there. But Did you hear he's going to be around? He'll be around. So congrats, Miami, Ohio, UAB. You get to stay in the Bahamas. You get to stay in the Bahamas. We, we just, we're too nice here. We were mean. We'd send you to Windsor, Ontario, <laughs> to the Great Lakes. Florida. Sorry. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. What we, is we visit Florida Great Lakes Bowl. <laughs> So it's a bowl. Okay. I love yeah. this. Thank you, AI, for this one. Love it. So our next bowl game. <laughs> I'm not, that's too much, man. Friday, oh. December 16th, the 2 p.m. game. This one, guys, is an absolute banger. This is the Cure Bowl this year with Sunbelt Champ Troy and Sunbelt Champ UTSA. Uh, yeah, Conference USA Champ UTSA. Whew. Like, unironically, this game is great. Yes. Plus... This is the Cure Bowl, who actually sponsors, who actually partners with the best breast cancer research foundation. Yes. Not yep. like the pink wash folks. Yeah. So this is plus, 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 plus. So I'm going to say no matter what, what bowl game, we, other option we get, the money still gets to go to breast cancer research. So you can't like back it off and go, well, yeah. this one now also gets played in the Orlando soccer stadium. Yes. Explorio mm-hmm. Stadium. Not the Citrus Bowl. So there's purple seats. I'll just say that. Yeah. If yeah. we move this game, I like I'm putting the national championship game at the Cure Bowl. Like if if we're taking away this matchup, I'm gonna give the Cure Bowl as many eyeballs as I humanly can. Yes. So I'm spinning the wheel here and let's see what we get. That's gonna be number nine. Your other option is the Las Vegas compatibility bowl. Las Vegas, Nevada. This is, takes place in the MGM Grand Marquis Ballroom. <laughs> Hosted by an Elvis impersonator, every ticket to this bowl comes with a free marriage license to be used in a mass ceremony at halftime. Oh, I assume God. Coach O is going to come do this. Yes. Oh, God. It is the MGM Grand Ballroom. It, we've, we've learned that that is a tough place to play basketball. Might be it a is. tight squeeze for football, but I'm willing to believe that our sickos researchers have done the math here. Clearly. <laughs> so are we going to send them to the Las Vegas compatibility bowl or are we going to put them in Orlando? So if the money is staying with like the cure bowl 
uh, you know, for the, the cancer research, I, I'm fine. Yes. Send them to Vegas. Send this, send them to Vegas. Go. I'm sending them to the ballroom. No Beth, punts. No puns, doing, baby. I'm sending them to Vegas. I want to see how much damage they can do to the ballroom. I want to see how tall the ceilings are in that room. Give me a sec. No punts. Um, uh, no punts. No extra points. All for two. Everything. Please be a Length drop with- ceiling. Ceiling, hi- ceiling height is... So it looks like the ceiling height. They do uh, tell you that it is a pu- a pillarless space. Oh, so there's plenty. Okay, that's good. Plenty of space. Looks like Put- our ceiling height is 23 feet to 27 and a half feet. That's a little low. So we're so I'm I'm with you there. We'll send them to Vegas. It's the cure for the common bowl game. Bowl game. There we go. Oh, I like that. I'm really excited, by the way, that we get these two games on Saturday on on Friday. Yes. It's like an amuse-bouche. There's no overlap here. It's kind of perfect. Because then on Saturday, it is a giant cluster of bowl games. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. The first one, can I interest you at a 10 a.m. kick from Boston? Central. (laughs) 10 a.m. Central, but yeah. Still. Allegedly. Allegedly Central. The Fenway Bowl is supposed Allegedly, to happen. Allegedly, this bowl is getting played. <laughs> Allegedly, the Fenway Bowl will get played for the third time. Third try. Is, third try here. Third try is the charm. Yes. This is Cincy versus Louisville. This is one coach, two teams. I wish <laughs> I, I need him to show up and be lowered in. I just want him to be the only person on the Green Monster. Like the Green Monster stands are not open for anybody else. Mm-hmm. Just I just want him isolated watching both teams on the green monster. That's it. He can have a megaphone to yell out plays if he wants to. I want to see, are they selling green monster tickets? Hold up. I'm really curious. I, uh, okay, let's check it out. I want Fenway Bowl tickets. Here we go. I'm just imagining Satterfield sitting on the green monster like Orson Welles and Citizen Kane. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> wait, wait. So I type in Fenway Bowl tickets. It, the first result is MLB.com. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, is this game happening? Does anyone know? Oh, my God. Let's see here. All right, let's go. Tickets from $45 without without fees. Oh, I see is $25. Like, okay. It looks like the Green Monster is not open. So, yes, uh, perfect. Perfect. Him. No, it's perfect. perfect. Although, yes. Jordan, I, I do like your idea of, lo- of lowering him down, like, to – to the middle of the field, like put him right on the 50. And how many ma- minor league baseball games have you guys been to? Cause I'm thinking like make Satterfield do like a dizzy bat race in whichever direction he <laughs> staggers in. That's who he's coaching. Let's see where we are. So we have Fenway, beautiful Boston. Wait, hold up. Oh no. You know what? There are green monster tickets available. Oh yes. A uh, 150 bucks. To not be able to see the game. Awesome. To, to be both to be behind both both the home and visitor sidelines, the furthest seats away from the game. Yep. No, you guys are doing this great. Fenway, never stop. Wasabi, whoever you are, keep doing yes. this. Apparently, there's some sort of cloud storage. Which sure, I, whatever. I, I wanted this to be sponsored by the actual like weird horseradish sauce. Yes, you get with sushi. Oh, guys, this one's going to be a tough one. It's number okay. one. Okay. This is the Bismuth Bowl. <laughs> this is played in Sucre, Bolivia, oh. at Estadio Olimpico Patria. I don't know, Beth, if you know anything about this stadium. I don't. I'm so excited to learn, though. So <laughs> first, I need to tell you about the stadium because it is 
the uh, it is a stadium that is one of the highest in the world. Make it the altitude. I think it's like over eleven thousand feet. This is Whoa. a different. This is a different one. Okay. Uh, this was only at about nine thousand feet. So still, still going to be a little rough to play. Yeah. Yeah. Bolivia has one of the world's largest naturally occurring bismuth deposits, which is mined in Bolivia's only mine, the Tasta Mine, southwest of Sucre. So we can either send them to Boston or Bolivia. I'm sending them to Bolivia. Cincinnati, Louisville, you're you're too close. Yeah. Together. We're going to send you on a joint vacation to Bolivia. Yes. What, what you want to do with someone you're divorcing is go on a long, <laughs> long trip with them to a oh. foreign country where altitude sickness is going to be an issue. Friends, this is a destination divorce. Yes. Oh. <laughs> where did you go for your divorce? We went to Bolivia. <laughs> to Bolivia. Right. <laughs> oh so congrats, Cincy Louisville. You I are hope you guys have your passports. I hope you guys have your passports, and I hope you guys have started acclimatizing because that game is in uh, six days. You're gonna want to go there. You're gonna want to take some deep breaths. Yeah, it's it's because, it's. Is it summer down there? Uh, yeah. Yes. Not quite, but almost. Okay, so it's like spring. Yeah, very late spring. I'm gonna look at what kind of oxygen level we're looking at. Can you oxygenate Skyline Chili just for safety? So at so at sea level, at sea level, there's about 20.9, 21% oxygen level in the air. At that altitude, it's at uh, 14.8%. So we're talking we're, we're talking pretty high. So this is going to be a rough one for them. Bring I would the start oxygen tanks. Yeah, I'd start acclimatizing about right now. Our next game is the Celebration Bowl. This one is actually on big ABC at 11 a.m. Which is a perfect reason to not watch the Fenway Bowl because this game is going to be a lot of fun. Is Dion coaching? No. No. I think he's in Colorado. I know, but their planes exist. I don't, I don't, I don't think he's coaching. I don't did, think, I don't know that he'd did, be welcome back to coach. Did God call him to coach this game? The Celebration Bowl is a continuation of a long line of bowls that were considered to be the HBCU National Championship. The Celebration Bowl itself isn't super old, but the this versions of this game have been played for a long, long time. This game is at the Georgia Dome in Atlanta. Sorry, the Georgia Dome? How fucking old am I? Mercedes-Benz <laughs> no, Stadium. Mer- Mercedes-Benz Stadium, yes. The the Atlanta. home of the Atlanta Falcons, yes. In Atlanta I was, I, United. I was going to say Atlanta United, but yeah. Suddenly, I wasn't the only Pennsylvanian on this podcast because we can't give directions to anything without talking about three things that haven't been there in 10 years. I'm excited for this game because oh yeah, I, I think Jackson State loses this. Well, they don't have a head coach, so I don't know who's the interim for Jackson State. And I believe their quarterback is, is gone to Colorado already because it was the coach's son. I don't, I don't know how well... Jackson State's roster will be for this game. And this is the same NC Central team that absolutely took it to New Hampshire. Yes. Mm -hmm. Last year, everyone, people gave, it was South Carolina State. Yes. A bunch of shit for being like, oh, you're going to get blown out in the Celebration Bowl, blah, blah, blah. And they didn't. And that was against a full strength Jackson State. Mm -hmm. 
I think New- North Carolina Central just absolutely whoops butt on this one. I, I'd be excited for that. We'll see. Do you guys look we'll at the line on this thing? Caesars has this Jackson State as a 16-point favorite. Oh, ha- oh, my God. Hammer. Okay. Not you're, you're, going, not betting advice. Not betting advice. Not betting advice. Don't do Holy betting crap. advice with him, but, you know, okay. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. We need to. Your, is, your over-under in this one is 56 points. Next year, we need to keep track of my shitty bets. Okay. Because okay. I'm going to be really excited. The fact that I'm going to come out, like, really bad mm-hmm. at the end of the season. Our other option to send these two teams instead of Atlanta, guys, is to the Big Bear Bowl. The Big Bear Bowl. This is in Missoula, Montana at Washington Grizzlies Stadium. Played at the home of the Montana Grizzlies, this bowl game is unique in that it invites two of the highest ranking teams in the countries to fight bears. <laughs> I think I'm going to leave them in Atlanta. Um, yeah. Um, I don't want to do that to them. This is this is a national championship game, I will say. Yeah. We don't need to have them in Montana uh, for no. this one. No, that it doesn't. No, let's leave them in Atlanta. We don't no, we all, we only put national championship games in Pocatello. That's yes. right. Never forget. It was a dome. The wrong way dome. The wrong way dome in Pocatello. Next game, the Las Vegas Bowl. Florida versus Oregon State. An Oregon State that is very much on the up and a Florida that is very much on the... Ah! It, this, this feels wrong for Oregon State. This just feels bad for them. Like, they're... They're nine and three. And I look at this play, and I'm like, yeah. They got to play six and six Florida in Vegas, which Vegas is not a bad destination, but it doesn't feel, I don't know. I feel like Oregon State should be in a better bowl game. Yeah. Like you guys had a better year than this. You don't deserve this. This is part of the problem with this. This bowl used to be like a middling Pac-12 team versus the Mountain West champion. Yeah. And because they, they bumped it up to like a nice stadium they've decided that they need like sec but they're still low enough that they get florida yeah so this is like the vegas bowl used to be mountain west versus pac-12 now this year it's pac-12 versus sec next year it's pac-10 i'm sorry pac-12 sorry i got ahead of myself on the pac-10 thing uh, <laughs> versus big 10 so next year is pac-12 versus big 10 like it does not feel right to do this i'm like you have a uh, I see what they're trying to do. Hey, we got a nice new stadium here that looks like a Roomba. Uh, We would like to have some Mm -hmm. nice name brand teams in the stadium for a bowl game. This is very much like the Pac-12 is very much Scott Bakula in this game. And he's just quantum leaping back into this game year after Mm -hmm. year. Can I say I'm super excited to have an SEC team play a Pac-12 team? Well, I mean, Florida already played one this year. Come on, jog your memory. Let's go. First week of the season. We were so young then. We were. We had way less followers, and we were just starting our podcast. It wasn't Oregon. It wasn't Oregon. No, that was no, Georgia. No. no, your mind is slowly starting to rise. Utah. There it is. It was Utah. That's right. Florida won that game due to a Utah interception in the end zone at the end. Yes, that's one of those games we're going to look back and and dissect a little bit further. Mm-hmm. Uh, the SEC is staying at the Mandalay Bay. Mm. The Pac-12 are staying mm. at the Virgin Hotel. Okay. I do not know that one. The, 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 is there like Richard Branson? Like Virgin Airlines Hotel? Yeah, yeah, like that kind of Virgin, yeah. Okay. You put the beavers in the Virgin Hotel. Yes, you did. <laughs> I like that. At least it wasn't the Luxor. They, they won't hit their head. <laughs> <laughs> they, well, they'll have helmets, though. Maybe they can. That's true. <laughs> Just slamming their heads. 
The next time I go to Vegas, I'm bringing a helmet. That's right. We'll get you one. The alternate bowl we could send them to is the Red Cabbage Bowl. This is in Galway, Ireland at Perth Stadium. Let's find out what kind of stadium Perth Stadium is. Perth Stadium is, oh, it's a Gaelic football stadium. Okay. Ooh. The story behind it, Captain Carl Cabbage Babbage was the last of the great Irish pirates known for smuggling fresh produce between Halifax and Galway during the early 1800s. This game, nicknamed the Galway Gasparilla, honors his exploits. So there we go. We can send him to the Red the Red Cabbage Bowl in Galloway, Ireland, or we can leave him in Vegas. We I'm, already put I'm, a tea, we already put a bowl in Vegas. Okay, we'll we'll move that bowl. They're going to Ireland. Okay, so you're moving these guys to Ireland. I'm sending them to Ireland. Let's go. I want you- Florida Gators fans in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm on. I'm with you on this one. Yeah, that's well, a really compelling case. <laughs> That's super but, compelling. But here's here's the thing: you don't tell them the game was moved to Ireland. You just swap out their plane tickets and then have them land fish out of water style. Yes, exactly. That's I think that's how we should all do these. Like, you don't know yeah. actually your bowl game has been yeah. changed. You yeah. tell them halfway on the flight, "Hey, um, we've we've had to make an emergency landing, and uh, we're, we've redirected your flight to. In your bowl game is going to be in Ireland now." I, I would love to see the interaction between Florida man and Irish man. By the way, the city of Galway only has 83,000 people in it. So yes. when Florida shows up to that, <laughs> it's going to be big. Can I, can I say that under your idea of just changing it mid-flight, <laughs> I want to picture the Louisville and Cincinnati teams flying over the, <laughs> flying over the Gulf. This flight is taking a little bit longer than what we They're thought. Like, Lake Erie's way bigger than I thought. Yeah, this is very strange. No, was, just was, kidding. That, was that Panama? <laughs> <laughs> One of the offensive linemen is like, guys, come on, it's the Isthmus of Connecticut. Yes. Everyone everyone knows that Connecticut is Isthmus. I don't know if mid-flight will work with that one. No, that but it's it's no no, that one you gotta tell them when they get there. Yeah. That one you can't be mid-flight. Really- you, know, you have to you have to be like you do the rude thing of like, it's rude to open up your your windows on flights when people are trying to sleep. That's so right. just like everyone leave it down. It's fine. It's a long flight, whatever, whatever. They don't need to have those, those, the planes with the trackers that show where they're flying either. No, no, that's right. Next up two thirty on ABC is the LA bowl. The Jimmy Kimmel LA bowl. If yeah. Jimmy Kimmel, if Jimmy Kimmel can get a bowl game named after him, we absolutely fucking can. We have to we have to be able to get Jimmy Kimmel money. Come on. Can you explain to me how Nike hasn't sued these people yet for putting an upside down swoosh in their logo? It's pretty egregious. I want to say that I feel like this started all out as a joke because Jimmy Kimmel thought there were too many bowl games. Yeah. And this actually became a bowl game. But then it's like, that's fine. Like that's 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 fine. That's a great sicko's beginning of a bowl game that I mean. It's a great backstory. Let's 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 go with it. But now it's like LA's only bowl game. So now it seems like they're trying to really let's go. Let's go. We got the Mountain West versus the Pac-12. The Mountain West champion versus like somebody in the Pac-12. It's gonna be a great game. And so they're trying to back into like a, a great bowl because they have this giant brand new stadium and they need something to, to put in it. Are you are you saying that the Rose Bowl is not an LA bowl? No, I'm saying Pasadena. That's different. Okay. How far is Pasadena from LA? It's a ways. Depends on like everything. Depends on traffic. 
Yeah, are you driving so, there six months? Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you could take the 405, but then, you know, you probably get stopped by the 10 traffic. I don't, I don't know my highway, sorry. I feel like if you're driving around California, anything can turn into a Donner Party situation real fast. Yeah. I found out something about California I didn't realize. If you're going from Southern California to Northern California, like on Interstate 5, there is like one pass that everyone has to go through. Oh. But if it snows... Oh, God. There's just no way through. And so apparently you have to like call ahead and check to see if the pass or it used to be you had to like call ahead and check if the pass was open. Because if it wasn't, you had to go like 100 miles out of your way to get around it. I mean, the Appalachians may be small mountains, but we have similar problems here. There is a mountain that if it closes, I can't get home. It happened right. last year. Y'all, we have another bowl that they could possibly go to. Well, well who's playing first? Oh, I'm sorry. This is uh, Fresno State and Washington State. Fresno sorry. State with Jake Hayner, oh, yeah. who's should just be a ton of fun. And Washington State, who's having a normal year, which for them must feel just like very relaxing. So our alternate bowl for them, instead of going to L.A., is the Fisher Price Crime Stoppers Bowl. Ooh. This is in Albuquerque, New Mexico, at University oh. Stadium. Okay. Because Crime Stoppers was founded in Albuquerque. It was. It was. And oh. the only thing our, uh, our sicko who wrote this up said, I don't think there's any information that can improve on the absolutely perfect bowl name. So the Fisher Price Crime Stoppers Bowl, I assume that instead of beautiful Zia Pueblo pottery, you get little Fisher Price uh, figurines for your trophies. Right. So are we sending them to L.A. or Albuquerque? I'm sending them to Albuquerque, and I'm going to say that the winner of this game is going to get the little Tykes Cozy Coop. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Oh, I don't know. Like, I'm not really attached to the L.A. Bowl because it's only its second year. You've got to at least make Fresno leave the state. That's true. Fresno does need to leave the state. It doesn't always happen for, like, Florida-based teams, though. Or, or Texas-based teams, right, either. Right, right, right. Yeah. It doesn't always happen, but I would argue that it should. Would Wazoo prefer to be associated with the Fisher-Price Crime Stoppers Bowl? Mm -hmm. Or would they rather be big-time L.A. party? I'm going to keep them in L.A. I'm going to keep them in L.A. I don't, I don't so want to do have it. A, I have a tiebreaker on this one, then. Yes, you do. You do. I'm going to send them to Albuquerque. I'm sending them to Albuquerque because I feel like, one, Albuquerque, New Mexico needs a second bowl game. And two... The idea of putting these two teams that are like Pacific, they're like sort of like Pacific-ish Northwest teams and putting them in the, like the sort of the desert-ish Southwest makes me very happy. I enjoy that. So there we go. Congratulations okay. on your flight to LA. You will be diverted to Albuquerque International. Sorry. They took a left turn in Albuquerque. Mm -hmm. uh, that's all, folks. All right. That's the end of the podcast. No. <laughs> Next, on still on Saturday the 27th, on Saturday the 17th, because we have so many bowls that day. Oh, yes. Including the D2 championship game at noon is the Lending Tree Bowl. Now, if you're like me and you can never remember what game this one was. Yeah. The former this... names of this game have been. The GMAC the, Bowl. Yeah, this was the Mobile Alabama Bowl. The GM, the GMAC Bowl. No, sorry, the GMAC Mobile Alabama Bowl. The GMAC Bowl. The GoDaddy.com hey, Bowl. Hey, hey, say that right. It's Mobile. Mobile. Don't say mobile. mobile. 
It's a mobile? It, no, it's Mobile, Alabama. Is it really? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not, not the it's not the spinny <laughs> thing you put in a baby crib. You mean to tell me your whole life you, you were calling it Mobile, Alabama? I haven't had to say it that often in my life. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, wait. I grew up in New Orleans. It was like less. It was like two hours away. It's Mobile. It's not. Wait, are, like you're do not. Do not give no, him. Do not give him this out. I live in Pennsylvania. Come on. No, wait, no. You're not. You're not. You're, you're not fucking with me though, right? No. I am not. No. <laughs> you're leaving this in, by the way. Oh. <laughs> it's Mobile. It's, it's Mobile. No. <laughs> no. Mobile. Mobile. Yes. yes. Mo- Mobile. Uh-huh. Okay, so it's the GMAC Mobile Alabama Bowl. <laughs> yes. Mobile? Mobile. Are you doing like a real life Alabama versus England thing here? <laughs> it's like I I, I I I swear to you I've always called it mobile. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh god, you just angered the, the entire city of Mobile, Alabama. <laughs> No, I made Mobile Alabama very happy. <laughs> no, Mobile is like an, a motor oil. All right. <laughs> Wait, so, okay, so, the, so the motor oil is Mobile. Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> good to know that one. You just. <laughs> Commission, so here, sad. Man. We had oh such a good chance to gaslight Jordan here and we didn't take it. Oh, oh. my God. Okay, huh. <laughs> we can learn new things every day, guys. Oh no, I God. just shocked it's that wonderful. he didn't know that. Like. Uh-huh. I swear you said earlier on a podcast when you were talking about South Alabama. Oh, you didn't. You didn't call them Southern Alabama. I didn't call them Southern Alabama. I if I did it, I probably did it because you'd said it and I just like repeated it back. But definitely, like when I just looked at it right now, it was the GMAC Mobile Alabama Bowl, sponsored by Mobile Phone Warehouse. (laughs) Sponsored by Mobile One. No, Uh, this is also the Go the Go Daddy Bowl and also the Dollar General Bowl. Yeah, I was wondering this what happened played, with that one. Like, you know, Dollar played, General had it for three years. This is the this is played at Lad Peebles in so, no, Mobile. No. It used to be at Lad Peebles. Now it's at Hancock Whitney, the brand new stadium. Oh, it's right. Mm-hmm. The new stadium, yes. That's South right. Alabama, the Jaguars. In this game, we have, guys, this is low-key my favorite game on that for the first day of Bowls. Of oh, this for game sure. Bowls. This, this is, is like Rice versus Southern Miss. This is the Sickos Bowl right here. I mean, mm-hmm. you get a six and six bowl in the Bahamas, but this one you get five and seven Rice and six and six Southern Miss. Really, Rice gets in this game because they're grades, which it's I mean like, they should. It's Rice. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, you would think, right? And then Southern Miss with their crazy quarterback situation at all times. This is kind of a a big thing for Southern Miss too because they they're trying to get their program back on their feet and, and you know as their coaches program you know you gotta say it gotta say program. it Hattiesburg style Rice also has one of my favorite quarterbacks TJ McMahon Detmer Darling who just likes to fucking throw it wherever it goes doesn't really matter and like I said Southern Miss may play four different quarterbacks who knows maybe yeah, I have four different bad. guys throw the ball Superback Frank Gore starting at quarterback. Who knows? Who knows? Frank Gore Jr. I'm sorry. We have them going to Mobile. <laughs> You're saying it right now and it sounds it's worse. Just, it's all, it's all so worse. He's just like, are you sure? He's still like, he's, like he said it with a question mark. Mobile? 
Are you sure? So the other bull option we have for them is something called the Gasconuts Gasconzel Bowl in Miami Gardens, Florida at Hard Rock Stadium. Gasconuts is a green energy company creating oil and gasoline from coconuts. Their newest product is Gasconcil, which they claim to produces no emissions. Unfortunately, it also makes an extremely high amount of carbon emissions to produce. So we have the Gasconuts Bowl in Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. Miami. Or we leave them in Mobile. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, You know, in, in Mobile, they do have the opportunity to, to visit the battleship, the USS Alabama, which is docked there, which is, is great to go check out if you're ever in Mobile, which, uh, you know, it's a little bit of an underrated city. I, I will say that. It's, it's fun to spend maybe two or three days there. I don't know about living there. It's a little bit different. It's right on the Gulf Coast. Uh, it, it's not too far away from the beach. Compared to Miami Beach, I think Miami Beach has an advantage. I will just say that. So I feel like Rice and Southern Miss players would all vote to go to Miami. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm going to say let's send them to Miami. Beth? I feel, I feel bad punishing Southern Miss for this, but I feel like... You know, Rice needed to get in for their playing and their grades if they wanted to be able to pick where they're going. I'm keeping them in Mobile. Ooh. It's going to be a three-way tie because I'm putting them in Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a real city somewhere else? I don't know. <laughs> let's, let's Google that. Is there some place called Mobile? Are we doing a pronunciation search? <laughs> I, I don't see anything else called Mobile. There's a, there's a, mo- there's a Mobile City, Texas. So we're going to send them. It's not Mobile City? I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm going no, to read this. Hold up. No, do you know who you can ask, actually? It's near Rockwall. We can ask Jay Arnold because he's from there. Okay, perfect. Okay, so I bet you it's named Mobile City. Here's why. Yeah. Originally, okay, yeah. A mo- originally, a mobile home park on the outside of the city limits, it was incorporated so that beer, wine, and liquor store could open. Yeah, that's it consists more. of a mobile home park, a liquor okay. store, and done, a convenience done. store. That's right. Did you think so, that the city was named after like mobile homes in, in Mobile, Alabama? Mobile? I, I don't know. I that's <laughs> what was it named after? Jebediah Mobile. A group called the Mobile Tribe, apparently. So I did not know that. Again, I'm learning things. I learned so many things. Wow. At 6 30 p.m., the New Mexico Bowl, BYU versus SMU in oh. Albuquerque. Oh, what a game. I know. This is also another one on the first day that's going to be an absolute banger. Oh, what a game. <laughs> SMU. I love the New Mexico Bowl. I, I'll i say yeah. that. Like, the trophy here is the one of the best, if not the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pottery that they do for this trophy and they hand paint it. Also, like, the leather shields for the players. Like, the MVPs, the offensive and defensive MVPs. This, this oh, man. When you said you wanted to put a second bowl in... in New Mexico, yeah, this, I, I agree with you on that. But yeah, this, oh man, this game is so great. And both of these teams are offense, all offense, and really not much defense. Like SMU averaged 38 points a game. BYU averaged 32 points a game. SMU's defense gave up 34 points a game. BYU's defense gave up about 30, almost 31 points a game. Oh God. So, yes. so 
I feel like, oh my God. And then, I mean, SMU scored 77 earlier this year. I, oh man, this is going to be a lot of fun. I think, I think this is going to be a good one. I'm excited to see if BYU, because BYU has clearly had a disappointing season compared to what they wanted it to be. Like that's, this is not what they wanted. I'm excited to see if SMU can keep up the pace because remember SMU played in that fucking crazy Houston game. Yeah. Then SMU's had a couple of times when they just like someone has stopped them in their tracks. So I'm interested to see if what kind of game this is going to be. Yeah. SMU is a slight favorite. Your over under for this one is 68 and a half. Ooh. Ooh. So That's if they not. score 69, it's over. That's very nice. Our other place to put this team. All right. Spin the wheel. Here we go. We could send them to the Casio calculator watch bowl in Dallas, <laughs> Texas. The stadium is the parking lot across from the TI headquarters. <laughs> the story. In 2006, Casio president wanted to, quote, make a splash and, quote, show those Texas instrument calculator dweebs what for. To help not only propel the Casio watch brand, but to also rub it in TI's nose, the fact that Casio's watches were better. The president declared the intent to form the Casio Calculator Watch Bowl during a press conference that was held in the parking lot across from TI's headquarters. When one reporter from the Dallas Observer asked where the bowl game would be played, the president, obviously flustered, stammered and responded, saying, right here, right where you stand. And true to the word, this game has been played at that site ever since. TI employees, instead of being spurned by Casio's blatant site flight against them, actually very much enjoy having a bowl game so near to their work. TI Instruments, TI will usually have a company picnic on the hill overlooking the parking lot to watch the game. And in case of inclement weather, they will have a company party in conference room 23C as it has a sight line to the parking lot which and access to ESPN News, the Casio Calculator Watches Bowl TV partner. So are we sending them to Albuquerque or Dallas? Man, I, I'm keeping them in Albuquerque. <laughs> I, I, have to, I have to keep them in Albuquerque. Yeah. I, cannot, I cannot send them to play in a parking lot. <laughs> The Casio Calculator Watchable. SMU just like having to like just drive across town though is very. And then play yeah. in a parking lot. <laughs> right across from Texas Instruments headquarters. It's a big building. I drive past it like twice a week. It's huge. <laughs> big parking lot? Oh yeah. Plenty of space. And the last one. One that is near and dear to my heart because I will be there. The Frisco Bowl. Frisco. It's Boise State and North Texas. North Texas. Gets to sleep in their own beds, which is nice. Boise State gets to celebrate a season that went a lot better than they thought it was, than it looked like it was going to. Frisco, of course, is in Texas and known for being one of the world's largest, fastest growing cities. Their main export are high schools because they have way too many of them. So our other option is number 14. The Chain Reaction Century Mall Walgreens American Coast Bowl. This is in Rosemont, Illinois at Allstate Arena. It's a multi-purpose arena that can best be described as being adjacent to Chicago and O'Hare Airport. Chicago has also been known as the American Coast, and this game celebrates that heritage. This arena also apparently hosts ice hockey and arena football. So we're, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to declare that we're playing arena rules if we move them here. Arena rules if we move Perfect. that, right? Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, how, I'm moving to Rosemont. I'm moving to Illinois. Oh, absolutely. I don't know how we're going to convince North Texas that they need to fly to their bowl game so we can then send them to the wrong place. But like, we're just going <laughs> to take you up in a little, like, short, we're going to take up in a Cessna and fly you around for a little bit. 
Yes, this is part of the Frisco Bowl. We do a flyover. Of, yeah, we're know, gonna have you parachute down. Yeah, that's right. Definitely. And they land down. in Rosemont. This is Rosemont, gonna be great. I love how this randomly generated bowl game basically matched the Frisco Bowl. Essentially, what the yeah. Frisco Bowl is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the chain reaction Century Mall, Walgreens, American Coast Bowl. I love this mm-hmm. AI stuff. I, I want to know what you threw into this to make the companies. <laughs> That's Rosemont, always Illinois. the best. The best question is always on these, on these, all of these is always like, what clearly it's put? garbage in garbage out. What garbage did I throw in the disposal <laughs> to get this? It's great. You both have already voted for Rosemont. So my, yeah, my, sorry. my, my uh, vote is, is null and void at this point, since we have three to break the tie. What were you going to, what so. were you going to vote for? You leave them in Frisco? No, they're they're going to Illinois. Let's just send them to <laughs> Illinois. I mean, I, I mean, Frisco's got enough bowls. They got enough stuff going on already. I feel like they have. I don't know. The classics aren't there this year. There's no classic. No, but I, I feel like they have. There's so much stuff in that area. There's like so many bowl games in that area already, and then there's like the D two championship around. You know, there's. There's too much. Let's 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 let Illinois host one. I agree, but it's Should arena style football, definitely. I would love yeah, no, North Texas a, Boise State arena football. Wouldn't that be just like the most fun? I, all, all the, the pre snap motion, just done. Mm-hmm. You have a you have three weeks to learn how to play arena football. Go. I feel like giving SMU that kind of latitude. Wow, guys! On Monday, December nineteenth, we have the Myrtle Beach Bowl oh, in yeah. Conway. On surf, the surf, surf turf, surf turf, Marshall versus UConn. Was this was, was this ever a Big East matchup? Was Marshall in the Big East, or am I just imagining things? I don't think no. Marshall was ever in the Big East. No, I don't think Marshall ever. was ever in the Big East. No, this is one of our our baby bowls. This one, I'm just excited for UConn to like go to a bowl game, do their thing. Marshall had a weird year. They beat Notre Dame, and then not a whole lot else. Am I the only one who thinks that the logo of this looks like a football that's turning into the ship from Flight of the Navigator? It does look like a, a football ship. I'll say that. It's got that weird, like, emerging from the ocean. It kind of looks a little bit like a shell, too. Like, almost like a, a blue shell from Mario Kart or something like that. Or a red shell. What is that? That's yeah. the ship from the Flight of the Navigator. Yeah, oh. I, I can see that. Okay, no, sure. I totally get you then. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Conway, South Carolina. Or number 39, the Satsuma Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. Oh my God. Hancock Whitney Stadium. <laughs> Mobile, Alabama, yes. <laughs> I, I, I want to know, like, if we, we need to clip uh, you just talking about the pronunciation of Mobile and, uh, <laughs> and, every and put that on a preview on a tweet. Because this is hilarious. This is so great. The Satsuma Bowl. That's going to be the new theme song for this for this podcast. <laughs> it's just going to be Jordan saying Mobile a million different ways and me accompanying <laughs> him on jaw harp. Perfect. <laughs> Named after the local citrus fruit that Jesuits brought to the Asia from Asia to North America in the 18th century, starting groves the Jesuit plantation upriver from New Orleans, Louisiana, then a part of New Spain. It is hosted in Mobile... Since New Orleans stole Mardi Gras from Mobile, and this bowl game is the form of revenge by Mobile Citizens. <laughs> Did I hit it right? <laughs> I mean, I don't know how 
how much more sarcastic a pronunciation of mobile can be. This is what happens whenever whenever someone I, in my extended family or someone in my wife's family starts oh saying that I start saying I I say the word pen and pen the same. And to get it to sound different, I have to go like pen and pen. I have to really overdo it to get the I and the E to sound different. If I didn't know for a fact that that game existed in this spreadsheet, I would swear that you had like surreptitiously no, typed it in so you it. could say this. That no, wasn't my actually, fault. Actually, this was not AI generated. This this game was all me. So <laughs> this was one of my suggestions. Satsumas are, are one of my favorite fruits that I, I would always eat growing up. I do. Have, I do have a good satsuma. They, they are they're amazing, Ooh. and you only get them in in fall. This like is not October, a fruit that no, I know. November. No, it's it's a really really hyper local thing. And I'm very excited. New fruit just dropped. Yeah, it's it's really good, uh, and and most of the time they're seedless. So you could just, I, I could eat like five or six of these, like like they're nothing. And they're so easy to peel. They're amazing. That's um, the best part about them. You don't, you don't have to like Yeah, they're so easy. Down. Yeah, I mean, so, most of the times they look like they're uh, green on the outside. But then when they get more and more ripe, they turn orangish. And it's it's really, oh, man, they're, they're amazing. Um, let's so stop talking to, about we, the We fruit. send them to Conway or Mobile? Ooh. I mean, I feel like that's. Hmm. Those are pretty close. I know. I was like, hmm, very close. So this is going, I don't know. I feel like there's more golf courses for for Jim Moore Jr. I do like the, the surf turf, like the, the teal turf aspect. Mm-hmm. It's tough to take it away from there. I think I'm going to keep him in Myrtle Beach. Beth? I want to move him to Mobile. <laughs> okay. I just do. We're we're our mobile focus podcast. We we really are mostly oh because God. now I desperately want to try this fruit. <laughs> I think I'm gonna keep him in Conway because there's more mini golf there. More mini golf. There is more mini golf. More laser tag. Yes. And more knife stores. I don't know, man. Oh, that's pretty <laughs> close, probably. You're right. Mobile. We'll see. It is South Alabama. On Tuesday, December 20th at 2.30 p.m., we have the rematch that everyone has been waiting for. That's right. We are relitigating the 1987 California Bowl, Eastern Michigan, San Jose State. The more I watch different versions of that, like different recordings of that game, the different commercials I pick up and the commercials are all great. I'm going to drop a, a thread with just 80s commercials in it. Those commercials are phenomenal. And this God, is the good. only time they've ever played each other. Yes. That was it. That was the only time they ever played each other. Eastern Michigan, San Jose State. Only time they've ever played each other was in the 1987 California Bowl. Apparently Listeners, the ending... we are talking about the Idaho Potato Bowl right now. Are... I know That's that right, wasn't yeah. clear. <laughs> wasn't clear. We are talking about the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. As uh, full cast legend uh, Holly Anderson says, it is the only bowl with chives in its logo. We have this game in Boise. Let's see where else we can put these guys. Okay. The Blue spreadsheet turf. better come up with something great. Uh, we we need something good here. To I mean I I'm I am I am basically bought off by you know the deep pockets of big potato here. So this is mm-hmm. gonna be tough. It's going to be, be tough. very tough. 
to get me to move it out of Boise. Yeah, overcoming Big Spud takes a lot. It's tough. It's not the King do- Spud, but it is Big Spud. Oh, sorry. I forgot to remove this choice. Oh. 34. Oh, 34. this isn't going to make it. The Casa Bonita Colorado Bowl. Denver, Colorado, Mile High Stadium. Named after the famous Mexican restaurant popularized in the South Park episode. Never going to happen. No, no, we're staying in Boise. That's ridiculous. Yeah. No, we're... God. Very local Casa Bonita. And I love sopapillas. Yeah, I do. Raise the flag. Yeah. You get more of them. But, I mean... Are they going to dump sopapillas on the, the game-winning coach like they that do fries here? In the potato I'm pretty one? sure we just decided that we're going to put our sopapillas in a potato. A sopapilla potato? A potato sopapilla? I can't... I can't do... No, I again, I am in the bag for Big Potato. I, I love this. It's a cold-weather bowl game. It's on a blue turf. There's just ridiculous amounts of potatoes involved. I, I have this image burned in my head of a Utah State fan in this bowl game like seven, eight years ago, eating mm-hmm. a raw potato yeah. in the stands. Mm-hmm. Like just yeah. eating a raw potato in the stands. This this game is very, I don't know. I love this one. And when the, the potato bowl is going on, we are eating themed potato dishes for dinner to celebrate the potato bowl day. See, that's Tuesday, December 20th. Yes. My calendar, I think, is clear most of that day. So yeah, no, I will be I will be live eating lots of starch that day. Live eating potatoes. I think we have we have the official Idaho brand frozen potatoes. We're gonna go or Ida. Oh no, there's an official Idaho uh, Idaho okay. brand. Yes, no or Ida. No. The last one is the Boca Raton Bowl. Is Cherubundi still the thing? No, I think the new sponsor no, is Roof Claim. Oh, it's Roof, roof Claim again. Claim. That's right. Roof Claim is back, baby. That's right. The Roof Claim American Conference Championship game. And now it is the Roof Claim Boca Raton Bowl. I love how they're in both locations that have been hit by hurricanes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I like, wish this was in... still the Marmot Bowl. I loved that. The Mar- What was What is Marmot? It was at 2015. This... Yeah, it was sponsored Marmot by Bowl. Marmot. What is, yeah. what, okay, what is Marmot? I don't know. I mean, I I'm pretty sure it's an animal. Why well, you? Okay, yeah, but I assume like a marmot rescue is not sponsoring the bowl. All right, it, Out, marmot says clothing. it's outdoor clothing. Okay, so it's like Duluth and those guys. Okay, like inspire new adventures, give the gift of gear that keeps on giving to the everyday adventure. Yeah. Would you like to come to Boca Raton and have a puffy jacket? That's right. Ooh, do you so want sweaty. insulated? So sweaty. Do you want insulated and down sleeping bags? How about? How about some accessories to go with your cross-country skis? I'd have to have go when I get some cross-country skis. Yes, absolutely. I need some accessories. This is exactly the kind of thing. Like that's the thing. I I wish this was still Marmot, because that's the kind of thing our AI generator would have come up with. Yeah, right. So this is <laughs> which I'll bleep, and Toledo. Oh. Toledo, who had a wild year, won the Mac. Oh yeah, and. As a gift, gets to go to Boca. I mean, that's not bad. Toledo to Boca? I mean... No, I'm sure they're going to have a great time, except for the fact that they're stuck with... Bleep yes. I'd, bleep, I'd, bleep, bleep I'd, rather, I'd rather go to the Bahamas if I won the back. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Yeah. I just yeah. feel like they have that extra weekend. They can't get the passport. Yeah, I guess that's but the But I think, I think they need to do that. Like, 
whoever clinches the MAC championship, if you do that early, like have them have both teams go get their passports, and yeah. whoever wins the MAC championship goes to the Bahamas. That makes a ton of sense. Yes, because wouldn't you? I, yeah, the idea of the Bahamas Bowl being like the 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 jewel for winning the MAC is brilliant. Because you have so many teams playing in shitty weather that time of year. It's cold. Mm-hmm. It's gray. And then you could go to Bahamas. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Like, Boca's fine. Spinning the wheel for our alternate location. Okay. I can't wait to hear what, what wheel noise you, you sound when you come up uh, with. It'll, it'll be something that's super, uh, super uh, annoying. I promise you. Okay. Well, don't, Especially don't with do the, the 90 seconds of silence. This is the Larry's Cactus Bowl. This is played in Dubuque, Iowa at Dalzell Field. Named for local legend Larry, quote, the fork Jones, who swore that he had a cactus growing behind his root cellar in 1852. At the time, no one in Dubuque had ever seen a cactus, so people came from miles around to view the strange growth. Eventually, a mold was taken from the marvelous plant cast in bronze. The statue adorned the town hall and earned the city the nickname the Mojave of Iowa. The inaugural game, the Lairs Cactus Bowl, was set to coincide with the 17th anniversary of the first Cactus Day Festival and featured the 1926 editions of Arizona and New Mexico State. The teams arrived at the height of the festival and were stunned that the bronze cast of what appeared to be a hat rack covered in barbed wire. After some tense conversations, Arizona back Franklin Beanie Caruso produced his comfort saguaro that he always traveled with and the mayor hastily ended the festivities. The game was played, the statue disappeared in the middle of the fourth quarter, and it was never spoken of again. So, Boca or Iowa? Man, this is a really tough choice. I'm torn here. Let me let me, let me me walk you through my thinking. Okay. Toledo. Yes. Deserves something great for being, you know, for, for winning the Mac. He does not. Yep. True. Let's see, what is, what is Dalzell Field? Over oh, Clark University. It's a cute little stadium. It also was around at the dates that I invented. <laughs> That's of course it did. Of course it is. Because of course you because of course you, you sourced your your you sourced your You gotta be accurate. We're the sickos here. You know, we Absolutely. gotta be accurate. It's not it's as an, funny unless it's true. I do my best research at three AM. Everyone knows yes. this. All my best papers. <laughs> yes. Same. I'm sending them to Iowa. Is there a way we can Send their former coach with them. I'm going to say yes. In fact, here's what I'm going to make you an even better deal on this one, guys. Okay. I'm going to say that you can send one team one place and one team the other, and they'll just scrimmage themselves. Perfect. Sold. So, Toledo, I hope you enjoy Boca. I hope you enjoy Iowa with Hugh Freeze. Mm, imagine that. Liberty stuck playing with themselves. Oh. Mwah. Okay, y'all folks. Both, the, y'all, y'all both voted for Iowa, so I I am out of this. What do you, you do? You have, do you have a? Oh, you're oh you're just gonna pass on this in general. Got it. No, I I agree with what you're saying. One team goes to Iowa. We're gonna send Toledo just vacation for Toledo. Yeah. They don't need to play. Yeah. You get a free vacation to Boca. Yeah, you, you get a vacation. We'll we'll make the other team go go to Iowa and have to play with themselves.